0: Hello, CryptoLand, the buyers, sellers, and holders, and future promise goers of blockchain technology. We're going to be talking about, uh, I don't even know, is this episode 12? Yeah, I think it's 12. Um, We're going to be talking about three use cases that most people in the Western world are really not even thinking about uh, when thinking of blockchain's growth throughout the next 10 to 11 years. These are use cases that, as someone who is of an American background, Uh, I've started to see three use cases that are massive, that are definitely going to be part of the blockchain future that are currently not visible to those living in either Western worlds or the American culture because of the majority of the way that Americans interact with the media, they interact with their life in terms of using Visa and MasterCard and their bank accounts and just not having real exposure to life in the developing world and It being something that is not part of um, our age demographic. So if you're 30, 35, you may not understand how an 18-year-old is relating to the world uh, if you don't have any kids. Because maybe if you're 35, you have 3-year-old, 5-year-old, 6-year-old, 10-year-old, but you don't really understand what it would be like to have maybe a 17, 18-year-old. And so there's a gap there in terms of who the investors are right? in this thing called blockchain currently, and then who's actually going to be the generation that's going to drive this adoption forward. So we have three interesting things. One, Western subculture and American culture does not really have a need for purchasing power protection. Is As Americans, we don't really sit there and say, wow, 2% inflation is posted by the government when it's really 10 or 15%, but let's not go there. Um, is really scaring me. I need to get my assets out of cash and I need to go into hard assets like a car, a house, gold, silver. We don't have that. That only exists in places that don't have financial systems as robust as ours or that can print money into infinity like ours. That's another topic for another time. We also don't understand from our age how people that are going to be the future of blockchain, 16, 17, 18, 20, 21-year-olds, are interacting with the world, they're buying digital assets on gaming platforms. They're doing a lot of cool stuff that does not look like what we're used to. And so once you start investigating those three things and the fact that BTC is replacing gold as the investment of choice for hedging against volatility or stock market uncertainty or political uncertainty, we have three things right now that are stacking up as future use cases Four blockchain that are currently not visible to the American or the Western culture. One, BTC replacing gold's $8 trillion market cap. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Purchasing power protection. Why countries like Argentina, Iran, Syria, North Korea, Cuba, and other countries that are under political pressure like Venezuela and are in very tough economic times and political times, would love to be able to access the internet, type in a couple keys, and convert US dollar into a hard asset like cryptocurrency. So we have, number one, BTC replacing gold, because that's the way that the younger crowds are, 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 are relating to you know wanting to be exposed during uncertain times. Purchasing power protection from countries that need a risk uh, hedged against inflation. And then ultimately, the younger crowd that right now is 15, 16, 17, 18, maybe even as, as low as 10 and 12 years old, they're purchasing digital assets on gaming platforms, guys. These are three huge use cases that we are more than likely not aware of. And they will be a thing in 10 years. Because whether or not you want to see it, the bubble that we live in in the Western world does not allow us to see that and whether we're age restricted to that bubble, meaning that we're 30, 35, 40, and we don't understand how a 15 and 18 year old relate to the gaming platform, or we don't understand that millennials right now have never used gold, they've never had gold, and the only thing they know is their cell phone and the fact that they could tap a button and transfer cash into Bitcoin and not only get granddaddy's good old 15, 20% a year return, but that if they put in five to $10,000, they can accelerate their wealth creation To a tune of 2x, 3x, 5x, 6x because their friends or their buddies on Reddit have told them that they've done that because they got in early. And so gold is replacing, uh, sorry, BTC and blockchain is replacing the conversation for gold and how it served as an inflationary risk or an uncertain times risk uh, hedger. In, in the U.S. and Western culture. And so not many 20-year-olds are buying gold. They just don't walk into coin shops. They don't walk into a bullion store. They're not ordering gold um, online. And, and that's showcasing itself because it's much easier to align themselves with their digital life as pressing a couple buttons and buying some crypto on whatever platform they're buying it on, whether it's the cash app or whether it's you know, a blockchain exchange that allows them easy use, like Coinbase, of their cash and turning it into crypto uh, interface. And so, I see the trend that is gonna be big in 10 years, in 2030, as gold, eight trillion market cap, that's flowing out to Bitcoin, and a lot of other blockchain projects. Two, countries that are in political instability and duress and have access to the internet are gonna be taking care of their purchasing power by flowing into blockchain projects, namely Bitcoin, but there will be some other interesting projects that attract their attention because of their ability to compound their gains and expose themselves to 3, 5, 6, 10, 18, 20, 30, 40, 60, 80X. And then ultimately, the young kids right now that are on the gaming platforms, buying tools, buying real estate, buying special sauces, if you will, magic or whatever it is, some kind of formula that allows you an enhancement in the game, These people are buying digital assets, and these digital assets are appreciating, guys. This is not like our old 20-year-old vision of, well, the only things that go up in life are art, gold, and real estate, so you've got to buy that because that's a secure way of doing it. Things are shifting. The digital age has come. People are pressing buttons, and they're getting results, and blockchain is going to enable more of that, so if you see that, great, and if you don't see that, well, you're going to be going against the tide, and hopefully you're going to be on the other side of our trade. But right now is an opportunity for you to shift that view point, that framework, and start looking at what's coming. Because if you get stuck in what's currently here, you're gonna miss the bus on where we're going in 10 years. And this is a perfect opportunity for you to start looking at digital assets like NFTs, non-fungible tokens, on gaming platforms. This is a perfect time to look at what Argentina, Syria, Iran, Cuba, North Korea, what they're doing in terms of getting their few dollars out and protecting their purchasing power by purchasing blockchain projects. And it's also an interesting opportunity to ask any millennial in your life, somebody who's between the age of 20 and 35, hey, the stock market or the political situation in this country went weird, would you be buying gold and storing it? Or would you just press a couple buttons and buy some Bitcoin? Which one would you do? Ask a few people over dinner. Get yourself a little bit more information. Take a poll. And once you see that, you're going to see that blockchain has three huge use cases that are currently not visible in Western culture. And I think those use cases are going to be fundamentally important in driving the adoption of blockchain going forward. Notice I didn't use Bitcoin. I used blockchain because it's a community of projects. This is going to be there for the long term. And the signs are very clear if you know how to look for them. The only thing is we have to leave our Western bubble. We have to leave our American culture bubble to understand that other people, and what I mean by other people, the other 6.8 billion people on Earth, they have a lot of uses and needs too. And if we just remove the lens of our American culture, we could start to see that they wanna protect their assets too, okay? They want to engage in technology and be a part of a digital medium in the future. And they want to know that it's not censored. And they want to know that it's not mutated, that nobody can go in and affect the numbers. People love that, that they can depend on something. That's one of the human pillars, is that we can depend on something. We need certainty in our life, okay? When it comes to finances, you definitely want to know that you want to eat tomorrow. So you definitely have to have certainty in your finances. That's why you believe in your bank but ultimately that bank can shut down your account tomorrow. With blockchain, well, that's a little tougher. In fact, math proves that it's way, way tougher, in fact, if not impossible. And that's what I'm banking on in 2030 happening, is that these three use cases that we've talked about, blockchain replacing gold, that people are buying assets online that are digital, and ultimately, that people wanna protect their purchasing power in countries and in jurisdictions that are having big problems and high rates of inflation. I wanna leave you with that. Please think about it. But these three use cases are gonna revolutionize the need for blockchain in the next 10 years. And I just wanted to talk about it here earlier to maybe see if that might help open your eyes. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. Go out there and do great things. Thanks for stopping by.